Welcome. This is the Life Habits Podcast Series, and my name is Carl Vradenberg. This is the series that helps you to learn new habits to optimize your life in order to stay sane in this crazy world. This is episode number 76, and the topic for today is Mom's Life Lessons. I wanted to first apologize to the regular listeners of this podcast series, as it has been some time since the last episode was made available. And I'd like to thank you all who sent me email and made comments on iTunes and elsewhere with regard to actually having another episode soon. And a representative view like that was from Lisa in the U.S. iTunes store who said, Carl, I look forward to your new podcast. You have so much rich wisdom to impart. Please continue. I love your reassuring voice and your insights are beautifully presented. I'm awaiting every new podcast of yours. So thanks so much for all the encouragement to do another episode. As the topic for today's session will make obvious, the last while has been a little difficult and The events that have happened since the last podcast have consumed me in any spare time that I had. My mother fell ill and went for an extended stay in an intensive care unit of a hospital and then got worse and worse and then passed away. And so that's what has been going on in the last while. And I wanted to make this my first podcast back after that event one of a tribute to her, what she taught me, what she, I think, also has to offer with regard to insights and wisdom to impart to all of you as well. So I wanted to take this session to go through seven lessons that my mother taught me and my brother and I think are worthy of sharing with all of you as well. So the first one of those life lessons was follow your passions. Do what you love and love what you do. Don't chase money. Find what really interests you and get really great at it. You know, she always encouraged us in ways that weren't all that obvious or literal to pursue things that we had some aptitude and some interest in. And I would advise the same for you. And really determine whether there are particular things that you are good at. If you have something you're trying, it might be a hobby, and you think, hmm, this is something that I really enjoy doing. It's also something that I'm actually getting better at. Well, pursue that, even though there may not be a direct path to making money with that. My mom's view was always that the making money part would come later. And this was truly the case for the path that my brother and I ended up going. And I would suggest the same for you. And it also doesn't mean that you need to be doing things in a formal kind of institutional way either. In my mother's case, she didn't have a lot of formal education, but yet she had such an incredible thirst for knowledge that she pursued very deeply all kinds of readings. And we've talked about on this podcast series that we in sort of this generation have even greater opportunity to do that with the internet and the like. But what she used to do is read quite widely in philosophy, in economics, 
in science and would, as we would go through our university time, both undergraduate and graduate level work, and also afterwards when publishing academic papers, she would always ask to read those papers and have a discussion about them. And despite not having a really deep formal education, because of her wide reading and her interest in these topics, would often be the most insightful reviewer of that material as well. And so while we may have gotten any number of comments from academics and industry specialists on the topics that we were writing about, that we got reviews back from the journals and the like, they were often not quite as challenging to address as were our mothers. So here's a case of her pursuing her interests, generating an interest in her children in topics that were well beyond anything that she had formal education in. So having this incredible thirst for knowledge, having an incredible thirst for really getting good at whatever it is that you choose to be of interest to you is really what this first life lesson is all about. Number two is to look to the future, to anticipate and build your life plan. She and the rest of the family were born in the Netherlands, and she had a view, as many immigrants did, of new places in the world to consider going to and building a new life. And any of you who have done that or your families have done that, I salute you, as that's a really tough decision to make, and then also a tough one to realize and realize the benefits of as well. But it takes some level of trying to anticipate what that may be like and whether that is the right thing to do for a family. You know, it was also other things of looking to the future and anticipating what might be needed with regard to family as well. I, during my high school years, grew rapidly to a height of 6'3", and with that incredible growth spurt, I ended up being rather sensitive to my height. I wouldn't walk, you know, up straight because all my friends were a lot shorter than I was. I just didn't have a good sense of my body and with my voice changing as well, was rather sensitive about that as well. And she saw that and encouraged me to sign up for theater arts classes, to further pursue my music in a performing sense. And I ended up doing during my high school years, a significant amount of performance-based work on the stage a lot. And I attribute a lot of my successes in life that required the ability to speak, the ability to be confident in front of a crowd or a large number of people, as well as having a good sense of your own body and being comfortable in your own body. All those things were things that I learned very early on largely because my mother had the insight and in looking into the future as to what I would need and encouraged me to pursue those interests. And like I said, a lot of the things that I do today, I would not be comfortable or good at had it not been for that early training. Number three is to be a leader and a doer, not just a follower. To this day, I 
still have difficulty sitting in the audience of a performance or sporting event because my mother was so focused on not just being passive, getting out there and doing was her thing. Wanted to make sure that when it came to any number of topics, that it was a matter of stepping back and thinking, what could I do to be better at whatever it is that the topic was? And then also getting into a leadership position. Now, we've talked on this podcast series in the past about finding the appropriate time to be a leader and when to be a follower. And that clearly still is appropriate. But a lot of people in many situations, in my view and in my mother's view, just don't get into the action. They wait for other people to take the lead. They see a situation happening in a street or in the world and consider themselves either passive or powerless and always wait for somebody else to make the move and to be the leader. And my mother would always encourage us to not do that, to instead be that person that would step out of the crowd and make a difference, be a doer. Number four was to stay humble. Don't let successes go to your head. Don't be arrogant. Even if somebody were to be the best in their field, it's appropriate for they themselves and others for that person to be appropriately humble. Think of the people that you may have observed that are really good at what they're doing and the feelings that you have for them and the admiration you have for them and how that's different if they're just so incredibly full of themselves and their accomplishments and their abilities versus somebody that has that exact same incredible skill set and performance and success, but is appropriately humble about it. It's appropriate for the person themselves in order to still realize that there's a lot more to achieve. And for others listening, it's also makes that person even more attractive and admirable. And, you know, the view, too, of reinforcing certain types of behavior was in her tool set of parenting in much the way that we talked on a previous podcast about the growth mindset. I'd like to reinforce that here again as well. She, my mother that is, would rarely, if ever, say, you're so smart, you're so talented. It was always, you really worked hard at that and you saw the benefits of your labors and I'm so proud of what you've accomplished. She was even rather miserly with that line. But the whole notion that you really needed to keep working hard and that it wasn't that you had all these great abilities inside you that simply needed to come out, as we talked about on that podcast episode, it was all about working hard and achieving and striving for a level of mastery of particular topics that was really the main focus of the reinforcement and the leadership. So stay humble. Number five was be fair. Mother was even fair to a fault within the family. Everything needed to be absolutely fair. And also a real sense of not being beholden to others. Certainly also taking that lesson forward. I encourage you all to do that as well. Again, a case of when you're doing things with others, you value those others. One of the ways of valuing them and expressing your respect for them is to be fair. 
and to be equal in all things that you do. Number six was to be frugal. And again, we've had a dedicated episode on that in this series as well. Watch what money's coming in and what's going out, particularly the going out part. But very importantly, don't be cheap or even appear to be cheap. Value the important things in life and be able to carry those out with the money that you have. My mother and our family never had, especially early on, a lot of money, but yet my mother would use her skills, her skills as a seamstress, for example. She was an amazing seamstress to make clothes for the family, even business suits for my father. And as kids, my brother and I could be watching something on television and say, hmm, really love that, uh, that outfit. I'd love to have that. And without a pattern, my mother would actually just be able to visualize that and create that particular garment, whatever it was, from scratch. Essentially just going to buy the fabric for it and be able to cut it and sew it. And so we had incredibly innovative clothes that were quite high fashion. When we were in high school, for example, and the only thing was that we didn't have the label, it was essentially mom's. But it was a case where it was something that would normally have taken a lot of money to pay for all the, you know, labeled clothes. And yet here she used her own skill effectively for the family to minimize the money we needed to spend on things like that. And the net result was, and you know, my brother and I didn't even perceive it as something where she was actually saving money. It was to us, you know, amazing that we got to have custom made clothes all the way through, which we sort of took for granted at times too, thinking that we could just specify what it is that we wanted to have made. And we had our custom seamstress make that for us. I also did a lot of work on refurbishing antique furniture from various sources. And so the whole approach was one of using your skill to make everything work and that there wasn't only a single path and the only single path was you needed to make a lot of money to pay for this stuff. And I've seen many other instances of people being really innovative at this topic, especially during difficult times. This is one, again, to be thoughtful about And don't think that there's only one path and that that path is simply always to just earn more money. The seventh life lesson that my mother taught me, and I would like to encourage others to as well, is to be authentic, to express yourself honestly and openly, and to have integrity in all things, and to be comfortable with who you are and what views you hold as well. You have to sometimes be sensitive to the ways in which you say certain things on certain topics if you have controversial views on particular topics, and that my mother did as well on a number of topics. But it's important not to shy away from being authentic, being true to yourself, being true to what you truly believe, and having that level of integrity. Now, those were a highlight of just seven of the life lessons out of a a very full and long life that my mother had, and that I think I have been all my life and I continue to try to live by. And there obviously were more than seven, but I wanted to share with you kind of the top seven that I thought were instructive. 
And it's not like we haven't touched on some of these before, but it's important, I think, to reflect on what has made you who you are and a lot of the makeup of when you think of all of us and how we came to be and our where did our views come from? Where did our motivations come from? It's obviously multifaceted, but as I've mentioned before as well, the influence that our parents had are significant. And I think it's important to step back and think about that and reflect on how you may well want to take the insights that you have gleaned from the important people in your life. And it's not just parents, of course, it's also others may have been an uncle, an aunt, a particular teacher, a particular friend. But I think it is important to step back at times and reflect on what the totality of the key lessons that they provided you. And as we talked about in episode number 46 on familial insights, it's also important to share that with the people who are important to us. And I might also add that these seven life lessons, I also took the opportunity to reflect back to my mother, actually two years ago, around the time that I recorded that episode 46 on a Mother's Day. I asked her to listen while I described what I thought were the critical things that she gave me that really made a difference in my life. And, you know, when I was at the hospital in the final moments, I was very thankful that I had taken the time, not necessarily right then there in the hospital. We did reinforce the same sorts of things, but it can never go through the same depth of a topic in an environment like that. But I was really, really thankful that a couple of years ago that I had taken the opportunity to go through and, and, and really do it as a focused effort. And she, at the time, as I'd mentioned in episode 46, really appreciated my summary as well. So in addition to sharing these life lessons from my mother with you today, I'd like to, again, as I said in episode 46, encourage you all to do that with the people that are important to you before they're gone. It's with great sadness, I think, when we, when we get into situations like that, when we realize it's too late and you don't have the opportunity to express what you truly believe and what you truly appreciate it. And so I encourage you to do that as well. So that was the topic that I wanted to go through for today and get back into a regular cycle of doing these podcast episodes after this, because my life is more back in order now. And I wanted to just before we finished up, as we normally do, just touch on three bits of feedback that we get in a variety of the sources where you provide that feedback on the podcast series. You can do that in iTunes in the various countries that have separate iTunes stores. You can do that via email at lifehabits at gmail.com and also do it on the Facebook page as well, which is facebook.com slash lifehabits. So the first bit of feedback came from the Canadian iTunes store from a handle called Listen and Grow. It goes like this. This is worthy of your time, exclamation mark. I've purchased numerous self-help books and audio programs to motivate me and assist me in improving my life. Had this podcast been available to me back then, I would never have had to buy any of them. Carl's podcasts have something for everyone, and I've kept a long list of his talks on my iPhone to give me that mental boost 
motivation and reminder of what we are all capable of achieving when we stay the course and take charge of our lives. I never once have gotten the sense that Carl is in this to make money, and I love the fact that there are zero advertisements. This is pure gold. Thanks, Carl. Well, thanks so much. Listen and grow. And from the UK iTunes store, Clive says thank you. An excellent series about our messy but wonderful lives. Suitable for and relevant to any adult. The series can be listened to in any order and many topics are and will be further developed. This is a series I have listened to many times and recommended to my family. Carl makes no assumptions about what we, the listeners, may know already, and by doing so, he gently challenges us to re-examine our existing assumptions and beliefs. Carl is a personal and personable life coach for free. Carl unselfishly draws upon his own successful personal, professional, and academic background to create a podcast series based on thorough research and thoughtful anecdote. I enjoy the format of each show and the support Carl gives his listeners. Carl's philosophy is one that I admire, and he walks the talk. If you're looking for a series about the daily life habits we should all adopt, this is the one. Thanks ever so much, Clive. Really appreciated that. And the last one is from Alex. He says, it's a great podcast. This review is well overdue, as I've been listening to Carl's podcast for some time now. I cannot overstate the value of the material presented and the lovely, immodest way that it is always presented. I'm so appreciative of this man's efforts to help others, and it restores my faith in human nature. Thank you, Carl, and thank you to all of the other fine people who have helped form your opinions and material. I would highly recommend everyone use these excellent podcasts to enhance their lives. Well, thank you so much, Alex, Clive, and Listen and Grow. And as I've said many times before, this podcast series is a partnership. It is one of you providing input and suggestions to me to put together these sessions and you also provide feedback on the format and the approach that we take as well. So thank you ever so much for that. And again, apologies for the delay in getting you this podcast episode. I do plan to continue from here on in with a more regular cycle again as well. There are lots of topics that you've sent me. There's also going to be another dedicated session on listener questions. So if you have particularly focused questions beyond the notion of topics that are more general, please send those along to me and we'll put those sessions together in the weeks and months to come. So with that, to thank you all for listening. Thank you all too for continuing to try to improve your lives as well. We're all in this together. Till next time, thanks ever so much and bye for now.